If you have your Bible, uh, would you turn to Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. It's the last chapter of Luke, verses 1 through 12. If you're there, would you all stand as we receive the word of God? Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, 1 through 12. Here is the word. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the man said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And in returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now as Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other woman with them who told these things to the apostle. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloth by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. Amen. Father, this is your word. Will you open our hearts with humility and obedience? May we receive your word. Speak to us, O Lord. Use your servant to deliver your message. And may your people receive your word, the truth, in their heart. And may it multiply. Father, we thank you for gathering us here. Preach your word. Father, we thank you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So welcome to our Resurrection Sunday worship service. Today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. He defeated the power of death and he came alive to rule the heaven and earth. As we already know, the faith in the resurrected Savior. That faith is critical. It is the foundation of who we are as a Christian. Our faith in the resurrected Savior. Without that faith, our faith in the resurrected Savior, no one can be saved. No one can come to know God. The faith in the resurrected Savior is key to our salvation. 
Before we get into the text this morning, I want us to think about the context here. Now, did Jesus ever talk about his death and resurrection before it really happened? Did, it, did he talk about it with his disciples? Did Jesus predict his death and his resurrection to his disciples? It's not a trick question. You guys already got it. You're, you're nodding, but you're just a little afraid that you might be wrong. But you, your initial response, most of you, is right. He did. He did explain. He did predict his death and his resurrection. In Luke chapter 18, verses 31 through 34, Jesus said to the disciples, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise. But as we see, then and also here in this context, what we will realize is they didn't get it then. They didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. Any of this did not make sense. They had no idea what Jesus was talking about. And not only they didn't understand it, did not comprehend what Jesus was talking about, but even worse, they forgot all about it. It's, an, it's one thing for you to not remember anything. I mean, it's one thing for you to not understand anything, but it is completely another thing for you to just dismiss it to the point that you do not even recall what Jesus has said about his death and resurrection. That's the context. Now look at verse 1. On the first day of the week, and it says, early dawn, as soon as the morning dawn came, the woman went to the tomb. Now, I want you to imagine what they were going through their psyche for past two days. Because when you think about it, put yourselves in their shoes, this pa these past two days were incredibly hard. It was horrible. It was miserable for them. Why? Because their Lord was dead. He was really, really dead. He was there no more. They had watched him bleed and die on the cross on Friday. They had seen his lifeless body taken down from the cross and placed in a tomb. They wrapped his body as blood slowly soaked through the linens. They have witnessed all of these things. And finally, they stood in front of the tomb and the large stone rolled in front of the tomb. And that was it. Went home in their agony of Friday. And that agony led to numbness on Saturday. It was horrible, miserable, overwhelmingly discouraging. These women have seen the worst, experienced the worst. But on Sunday morning, the first thing, first opportunity, with the first light, they got up early. And they took the spices to anoint the Lord's body 
so that they could properly say goodbye to the Lord. To properly finalize Jesus' funeral. They came ready to serve him for one last time. They had prepared spices for the body. This was a normal part of what they would do for those who have died. You can certainly see how devoted they were. You can see their devotion to the Lord Jesus. While this devotion appears to be admirable, great, this is something it's something good that we need to admire and imitate in our lives, but yet, yet, I tell you, this is misdirected, somewhat misplaced. Why do I say this? It's because their dedication, their devotion to Jesus would hinder them to see the one at who they came to serve. It would hinder them to realize what was really happening, what God was doing in Jesus. All they could think about at that point of time, in that early morning, was to do what they supposed to do, what they planned to do. And that was to anoint Jesus with spices. And they were fixated with that task. It, it's devotion. It was with good intention. Yet, with that task in mind, consumed with that their own task, what happened was they could not see beyond his death. They were so focused on what they could do that they missed what God had done, what God was doing. They came ready to serve, but they had missed the one they are to serve. With arms filled with spices, they stood amazed at the tomb. Because why? What's the context? They did not remember what God, what Jesus has told them. What would happen to him? After his death, what would happen to him on the third day? Certainly the women were far better than men. I mean, let's get that out of the way. They were far better than the men. At least they were at the tomb early morning. The cowardly disciples were where? Hiding. In deepest sorrow, they were hiding. Even worried about their own lives. In the upper room, hidden, consumed in grief. They would not even venture out to memorialize their own Lord. Why? Because disciples as well, they could not see beyond the death of Jesus. They could not remember. They did not remember what Jesus has explained to them. Of his death, of his resurrection. Folks, when we look around in everyone's lives, in our own lives, our lives, and this world is filled with death, filled with defeats, filled with despair. And it is far too easy for any one of us to give in to those fear, give in to those sorrow, give in to defeat. 
It's far too easy for us to accept the defeat, the fear, and live in defeat. It's like living between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Yes, faith, we live our lives in faith, yet it is misguided, misplaced faith. It's an incomplete faith that we have. The woman and disciple could not see beyond the death of our Lord Jesus. They could not remember what Jesus had told them. Why? Because they were defeated. They could not remember what Jesus had said because they forgot and therefore they were defeated. They were defeated not because they were really defeated, but they could not see beyond the death on the cross because they lost, they lost their hope, therefore they are defeated. Church, the message of Easter, the resurrection, is quite simple and clear. The message of resurrection is hope. It is hope. It tells us that no matter what happens, no matter what is going on in your life, there is hope. The empty tomb is our reason for joy. Death is defeated. The darkness of sorrow was for a moment. But now there is hope. Now there is reason to sing, reason to celebrate. Amen. That is the message of resurrection. Hope. They were without hope. Therefore, they were defeated. They were fixated on the death of their Lord and could not get beyond that moment. They were living in the past. The, long, the woman saw the stone rolled away. They stepped into the tomb. They found no body. It was gone. The memory of death of their Lord was still holding them back so tightly that they did not remember what God has, what Jesus has told them, what, what Jesus told them about what God would do through him. All they could do was, as the Bible says, just wonder. They were perplexed. They were confused. Why? Because they could not see beyond the point of death. The fears, the doubts, the disappointments of their present circumstance were just too much for them to see that hope. It was too much for them to Believe in God and trust in God, this God that was good, this God that is great, this God that would do what he promised to do. They could not see and trust this God and his word. They could only see the past. They could not, in faith, look to the future. Church, when you honestly think about in our lives, reflect upon your own selves, it is easy, very easy for us to do the same. We speak of the cross, and we speak of the cross as a past event, without really realizing what God did 
upon that cross more than 2,000 years ago allow us, gives us this grace that we need today and tomorrow. Like the woman at the tomb, we're content with remembering Jesus as a person who died for our sin. But while the cross must remain central, critical to our faith today, it is the resurrection that we must not forget. We must look beyond the darkness of tomb and we have to see the light of God's power in our lives. When? Today. If all we see every day in our faith is the cross, then all we know is that our sins are forgiven. For far too many people, that is all the gospel, that our sins are forgiven. Don't get me wrong. Forgiveness of sin, while it is central and critical to our relationship to God, without it, we could not be justified and call Him our own Father. However, that is not the entire gospel. The good news which we proclaim certainly forces us to see that all my sins of past, present, future are paid on that cross. However, the resurrection takes me beyond my sinfulness. It takes me beyond my wretchedness. And it shows me, the resurrection shows me the power that God has granted to me over sin. And that is the gospel. That is the entire gospel. So how do we correct the misdirected faith? that we were living in the past or holding on to the past without any thought for what God is doing today? How do we adjust our perspective so that we see the life as God sees in our lives, as God wants us to see for the future? The answer is clear in the angel's message. It gives us the direction that we need. What did they say to the woman? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? It's obvious, but I'm going to state this. Christianity is not about worshiping, not about honoring the one who only died. We do not worship, we do not glorify and honor the one who only died, not only died, but also resurrected. Amen? That's Christianity. The angels, they are questioning the woman's very nature. For them to understand the very nature of God, He is alive. Why do you look for the living one among the dead? He is alive. And the one they seek is not only, not just alive, He is the life itself. Amen? He's the life itself. Think about it. If He is the living one, He is the life itself, how inconceivable is it for any one of us to think that this great God, this great I Am, this self-existent God would be found among the dead? 
that he would remain in the tomb? Why would anyone remain, uh, remain in despair and pain and shame over your own sin? If you really worship, if you really believe the one who conquered the death, why live in fear of death if our Lord is alive? Why live in fear, shame, if he truly died, took away your sin? The angels also said, he's not here. But he has risen. He is not here, but he has risen. This simple proclamation should constantly remain with us. This constantly must ring in our ears. He's not here, but he has risen. The tomb is empty. Death is defeated. Satan is vanquished. Hell is powerless over us. And our faith does not stop at the cross. But the Christ is raised. That means we must constantly be reminded of his resurrection. We must be constantly reminded of this hope that he gives. Reminded of this strength. This power Jesus gives through his resurrection. Therefore, the hallmark of our lives, the people who believe in the resurrection, the people through resurrection have this hope of eternity and understanding the same power that raised Jesus is in us for us to overcome, not to be enslaved by sin, but overcome and walk in the light on the path. The hallmark of those people would be joy would be celebration, will be confidence and courage, boldness, standing firm in what we believe in the Lord Jesus. Moaning is past. Sin that were committed had been nailed to the cross. Leave it at the cross. And now, by God's grace, we have the new life. We have the power over sin through Jesus Christ. Amen? So let's live like it. If we say amen to that, you believe in not only death, but also resurrection. The sins are forgiven, but you also have hope. You are a new creation. God lives in you, and you live through Jesus Christ. He created you as to live a glorifying, praiseworthy life then live like one. Let's live like it. Like we have hope of eternity. Like we have strength and power that raised Jesus. Because sin has no power over us. Because sin, Satan has no dominion over us. We have that power that raised our Lord Jesus from death. So let's live our lives in faith. Let's live in victory. Let's live in uh, not in defeat, not in shame, not in fear, but in victory. 
the angel said, he is not here. Right now, today, this morning, on Easter Sunday morning, he is not here. He was. He was, but he is not here right now, today, and beyond. He will not be here. The death of Jesus was real. The suffering was real. Torment was real. It was not someone's imagination that happened. That was real. He was dead on Friday, placed in the tomb. But how about today? How about right now? He's not here. He has risen. Folks, we really, really must remember the victory you and I have over sin. Crucified? Yes, he was. But also on the third day, he was raised. Sinners? Yes, we were. Yes, we were. But in Jesus Christ, through the cross, today, we are new creation. You are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. That is, my friend, who you are. He is risen today. That is who you are today and forevermore. Amen? So the resurrection is not just an aspect of uh, some uh, different glimpse of your faith. Resurrection is not an accessory that you add. It's not a line that you profess as you talk about the gospel, talk about your salvation story. Resurrection is your faith. This great truth of Jesus coming back to life, conquering death is something that we must constantly keep in our mind because resurrection is Christian faith. So let us live like we believe in the resurrection, in the resurrected Savior. Let's live out the gospel. Yes, sins are forgiven. The cross really happened. But through the resurrection, we have this new life. We live in victory. We live in his power. We live for eternity. Angel said, he is here no more. He is not here. He has risen. Let's live in Jesus Christ, not in his death, not just in death, but in his resurrection. Amen. Let's pray, Lord. We thank you so much for what you have done for us. Throughout this week, we were reminded of what you have done for us. In your grace, in your faithfulness, in your humility and obedience, you went to the cross. Sinless, perfect man of God died in our place. Mocked, ridiculed, 
flogged, beaten, spit upon. Endure all that thing, all those, with the thought of giving us this new life. He went to the cross in order to spare us. He went to the cross to pay for our sin. He went to the cross and died this horrible death so that we would live a life of God. We will walk in the path of righteousness. That we would enjoy this life as if we are already living in the kingdom of God. In His presence as the Spirit lives and guides and speaks to us. We do not live in enslaved to sin anymore. The sin has no domain over us. The darkness does not rule over us. But the light, the power of God, the strength that He gives us, the faith that He supplies, regardless of what is going on in our circumstances, we rejoice. We pray, we worship, we pray, and we pray, and we gather, we spend our time with the Word. Because that is what you created us for, to live a worshipful life. To live a life with the kingdom, with eternity in mind. But through the resurrection, we're equipped this resurrection that we believe equips us, gives us hope. Unwavering hope. Strength we need to overcome whatever the enemy would throw at us. That we are already victors. We're already overcomers. How do we know this? Because we know our Savior lives again. We know this because resurrection happened and he is sitting on the throne in heaven interceding praying and he is coming to get us home again the resurrection is everything for our faith without resurrection the payment of sin we do not know whether it was made but it confirms it that we are forgiven, we are new, we are your children. Oh God, we're so undeserving of this truth, this gift. But Lord, you have given to us. And because we're so indebted to you, Lord, we rely on you, lean on you in daily fellowship with you, daily worship with you. Father, I pray. On this Resurrection Sunday, would you remind us, all your people, that we do not live in fear, that we do not live in despair or shame of what we have done or what we might have done recently. But if we believe in Jesus Christ, not only His death, but in His resurrection, He gives us strength to get back again to stand firm again, to live a life that brings glory to the name of our Lord and Savior and King. Father, I pray that you would bless your people, continue to walk 
with them. Walk before them. Equip them with your spirit. Protect them. Bless them. Father, we thank you for our gathering and our worship. We pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen.